The text is the Gospel lesson from John chapter 20. In Paducah, Kentucky, at Mount Pisgah Church, there was a preacher with a six-year-old daughter. One day, the daughter was admonished by her mother not to stick her finger in the lamp socket because electricity could hurt her. Then she dropped a cookie on the floor, and she was admonished by her mother not to pick it up and put it in the garbage instead, because now there were germs on it. This time, the preacher's little daughter stomped her foot and said, electricity, germs, and Jesus. That's all I hear about, and I've never seen any of them. Like the little girl, we often have to believe without seeing. We have to believe in the risen Lord without seeing him. Most Christians think the great believers of the faith never doubted. They know the faith of the famous Christian leaders, but not about inner struggles of those same leaders. One at the turn of the century wrote in his autobiography, my religious faith remains in possession of the field only after prolonged civil war with my naturally skeptical mind. The Scottish reformer John Knox wrote of a time when his soul knew, quote, anger, wrath, and indignation, which is conceived against God calling all his promises in doubt. Read the diary of Increase Mather, one of the great New England Puritan leaders, and find this entry, quote, greatly molested with temptations to atheism. Our guy, Martin Luther, once wrote, for more than a week, Christ was wholly lost. I was shaken by desperation and blasphemy against God. In today's scripture passage, we find that kind of faith struggle even among one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, namely Thomas. Thomas is a man who seems to me to be a disciple for a time like this because we live in an age that questions everything and believes nothing and yet sometimes refuses to question some things online, for instance, that logic would tell you are ridiculous. Was it really rational of Thomas to refuse to believe that he who could raise Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, would be incapable of resurrection himself? Sure, dead people don't wake up, but Thomas had seen it happen before. Not only Lazarus, but Jairus' daughter and the widow of Nain's son, Maybe we can learn something, though, from Thomas about how to handle our questions and doubts, and we have them. It's not always easy for us to believe. We are more like Thomas than we know or care to admit, and I suggest to you that that's not so bad, for if we can use our doubts and questions like Thomas and those other great Christian leaders did, to help strengthen our faith, then we will be, in the long run, better disciples of Jesus. 
If we had only the first three Gospels, the only thing we would know about Thomas is his name, because that's all they tell us. So we have to look to the Gospel of John, John 11:16. This is the first time that Thomas is mentioned, and we get some insight into the kind of person he was. Mary and Martha had sent Jesus word that their brother Lazarus was close to death. They lived in the small village of Bethany, very close to Jerusalem. Back in verse 7 of that chapter, Jesus tells his disciples, let's go back to Judea. And look at what the disciples think of this idea in verse 8. Teacher, just a short time ago, the people there wanted to stone you. And are you planning to go back? They thought he was crazy to even consider going back there. But then Thomas speaks out in verse 16. Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go along with the teacher so that we may die with him. He was willing to go with Jesus to Jerusalem, knowing full well that it just might cost him his own life. Whatever else we may say about Thomas, he was certainly not a coward. Besides, Thomas loved Jesus and was fiercely loyal to him. We also see here that Thomas leaned toward pessimism. Let us go along with him so we can die too. Thomas tended to expect the worst. Someone said a pessimist is someone who can look at the land of milk and honey and see only calories and cholesterol. Thomas was absolutely certain that disaster awaited them. But in an act of faith and loyalty, he was ready nevertheless to go with Jesus. Just because he was pessimistic, that was no reason to stop following where Jesus led. John 14, 5, here Jesus tells his disciples that he's going away to prepare a room for them in the Father's house. You know the way to the place where I am going, he says. But notice what Thomas says in verse 5. Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Thomas wasn't afraid to ask questions when he didn't understand and Jesus never put him down for it. Jesus never criticized anyone who came to him with an honest doubt or question, for such a person is seeking to believe. The honest doubters and questioners did not bother Jesus as much as the know-it-alls, those like the Pharisees who would not open their hearts and minds to the truth that he taught. Someone described Thomas's doubt as a seeking doubt, a doubt that wants not to continue to doubt, but to come to believe. Thomas makes it clear to us that there is more than one kind of doubt. There is the kind of doubt that does not want to believe, that reaches for arguments in order to deny the affirmations of the faith but there is also that seeking doubt. This is a person who earnestly wants to believe, but honestly admits that he or she struggles to understand. This kind of doubt actually can energize and expand faith. Doubts do not have to be the enemy of faith. 
they can, strangely, sometimes be an ally. If someone has never had any doubts or questions, it's probably because they have never really seriously thought about their faith. Often we do not really understand what we believe until some doubt arises that makes us search for answers. The fact that a person asks questions or even expresses doubts doesn't mean he or she has no faith. To the contrary, I think it shows that they take their faith seriously, so seriously that they want to understand and grow, just like Thomas. Fast forward to today's Gospel, John 20, verse 24. It's the first Easter evening. The disciples have gathered behind locked doors out of fear of the authorities, and suddenly Jesus is with them in the room. They see his hands inside, and they are filled with unspeakable joy. But Thomas, called the twin, Thomas means twin, actually, in Aramaic, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. We don't know why Thomas wasn't with them. Maybe he had concluded that without Jesus as the glue that held the disciples together, there wasn't much sense in hanging around with those guys anymore. Thomas at least had the good sense to recognize that if knock-kneed feet of clay, I swear to you I never knew the man Peter, was the best they had left in terms of a leader, that he'd be better off going back to business as usual. It had turned out just like his pessimism had suggested. So perhaps Thomas was wandering around aimless and lost and deeply grief-stricken that night. Maybe he was in the park mindlessly throwing seed to the pigeons. Maybe it was because his heart was broken. Jesus was dead and it was over. To gather with the others was just too painful a reminder of all this. Thomas chose instead to withdraw and to suffer alone. And because he did, he missed out on the one thing that would have turned sorrow into joy, the presence of the risen Christ. In Matthew 18, 20, Jesus says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the middle of them. To withdraw from the fellowship of the Christian family is to miss out on that special sense of the presence of Christ that gives us tremendous peace and joy. It is only within Christian fellowship that we begin to have our questions and doubts resolved. The disciples rush out and tell Thomas, we've seen the Lord. And in verse 25, Thomas makes that reply for which he has become famous or infamous. Unless I see the scars of the nails in his hands and put my finger on those scars and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples gathered again, and this time Thomas is there, and like before, Jesus appears to them. Peace be with you, he says. And then Jesus turns to Thomas and offers to allow him to touch his hands and his side. We're not told if Thomas did this. Probably not. Instead, he fell on his knees and said, My Lord and my God. 
the greatest and most direct confession of faith in all four Gospels. Thomas openly admitted his doubts. He faced them and worked through them to the greatest confession of faith in Christ. I'll go beyond the four Gospels and say in the whole New Testament. Tradition says that after the ascension of Jesus, the disciples divided up the world for evangelism and Thomas got India. There is still a church in India that traces its roots back to Thomas. And there's a St. Thomas Mount where tradition says Thomas was killed while praying. So don't let anyone tell you to stop asking questions or to suppress all of your doubts. Ask them. Talk about what you believe with those you trust. Don't let them drive you away from the Christian fellowship, but to it. For chances are the risen Lord will help answer your doubts and questions as you gather with his people to worship, share, pray, and serve. As the old saying goes, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. In a similar way, the proof of the scriptures is in the doing. As we let the Spirit lead us to live by it, we see that it works in our lives to lead us into ever greater spiritual depths. Work off your doubts. Make your questions lead you, like Thomas, to a greater faith. Amen. I did, <laughs> because this is Thomas Sunday, I, was, I, didn't, I just chose not to include it in the sermon, but I prepared two sheets that you can pick up on the back if you're so interested in it, which are evidence that people use to try to establish uh, the, the truth and reality of Jesus's resurrection. Now, no, no proof can ever be completely perfect, but uh, it's helpful sometimes to some people to see that kind of thing and nothing wrong with it at all. So if you're interested, you can pick up a pair of those sheets on the way out this morning.